Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to episode 41 of the Nope Too Creepy podcast. So, the last episode was a bonus episode for Halloween, and I didn't mention any news of my board game, Encounters. Well, ladies and gents, I'm happy to announce that the game was funded on Kickstarter. As of this episode going live, I'll be getting ready to place the final order for mass production. To anyone listening who backed the game, thank you. I'm so excited to get this into your hands as soon as possible. I will continue to provide updates in the coming months. Anyway, dear listener, let's get on to the episode. This one will not feature a story, but instead, we'll dive into the world of true crime. I've pulled up a list of serial killers from every U.S. state. I need to let everyone know now that this episode is not for the faint of heart, or anyone who may be triggered by dark and gruesome topics, including but not limited to murder, brutal violence, sexual assault, and violence towards children. These are 50 real-life examples of the darkest side of humanity. So please, keep that in mind before the list begins. If you want to stop listening, now would be the time. But, if you think you can handle it, then sit back and get ready to hear about serial killers from every U.S. state. Alabama Jeremy Brian Jones Jeremy Brian Jones was born in Miami, Oklahoma, in 1973. According to his own confessions, he had already murdered eight people by the time he turned 27. He'd also been charged with multiple counts of sexual assault and battery, and fled Oklahoma in an attempt to avoid jail time. Jones met a woman in Missouri and charmed her into giving him the social security number and personal information of her incarcerated son. Jones used this information to assume the alias of John Paul Chapman in December of 2000. He then moved to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where he remained until moving to Georgia in 2003. In 2005, Jones was convicted by a mobile Alabama jury for the brutal murder of 44-year-old Lisa Nichols. Her body was found in the remains of her burned-out trailer in North Mobile County. Jones had sexually assaulted and murdered her before setting her body on fire in an attempt to cover up his crimes. Jones has confessed to 21 killings across five states over a span of 12 years. A reasonably handsome man, Jones used his good looks to lure his victims into a false sense of security, bragging once that he could, quote, charm the panties off of a nun. He sexually assaulted, tortured, and murdered women between the ages of 16 and 45. Since being caught, Jones has been on Alabama's death row, currently residing at the W.C. Holman Correctional Facility. Alaska Robert Henson, a.k.a. The Butcher Baker Alaska has more serial killers per its population size than any other state, according to HuffPost. Among those violent psychopaths is Robert Hansen. Hansen appeared to be a model father, husband, and business owner. 
but he was harboring a terrible secret. He was hunting women like animals. In 1971, he started to abduct sex workers and strippers and bring them to his remote cabin in the woods, where he would torture them. He'd let them loose in the woods of Anchorage, and then he'd hunt them down for mere pleasure. When he was finally caught, Hansen confessed to murdering 17 people, but was only convicted for four. He died in prison in 2014 at the age of 75. Arizona Mark Gradillo, aka the Baseline Killer Mark Gradillo became known as the Baseline Killer when he terrorized the Phoenix, Arizona community in the summer of 2006. He would attack women during their daily lives. One woman was simply vacuuming her car when he brutally assaulted and murdered her. Another woman met a similar fate when she was just waiting at a bus stop. They were all found in pools of their blood, with their pants pulled halfway down. In total, Gradillo was found guilty of killing nine people, most of them women. In 2016, his nine death sentences were upheld in Phoenix. At the time of this recording, he is still alive and in prison. Arkansas the Phantom Killer. Although this killer was never identified and actually spanned two states, the Phantom Killer earns his spot on the list for the terror he caused in 1946. Every three weeks to the day, this murderer would shoot a couple to death in their car. Eventually, movie theaters canceled shows, people stayed inside behind locked doors, and very few ventured outside. The town of Texarkana, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, which spans Texas and Arkansas, lived in fear as he apparently attacked eight people and killed five. Just as fast as the killing started, though, they suddenly stopped. The phantom killer was never identified, but the terror he left in the small town was never lost, ultimately inspiring the classic horror film, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. California. Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper is a particularly brutal serial killer who killed 10 young people, earning him the title of the Co-Ed Killer. Before earning this moniker, he killed his grandparents at age 15 and was in jail for only two years. In the early 70s, Kemper started to pick up young hitchhikers who ended up being students at Fresno State he eventually escalated to killing them and cutting their heads off. On some occasions, it was even reported that he defiled the corpses. Right before he was caught, he killed his own mother by smashing her head with a hammer and decapitating her. He was found guilty on eight counts of first-degree murder. He is currently still serving his sentence in prison. Colorado Scott Lee Scott, a.k.a. Hannibal. Scott Lee Scott is an FBI informant turned serial killer. In 2002, he was in jail for fraud and convinced the FBI to let him out as an informant. During those years free from jail, he killed four people. Kimball killed his uncle, his cellmate's girlfriend, and a 19-year-old girl. 
Kimball was the last to see them alive. After a brutal car chase, Kimball was arrested and pled guilty to four charges of second-degree murder. He is currently in prison, serving a 70-year sentence. Connecticut William Devin Howell William Devin Howell can best be described as a drifter. In 2003, he roamed the streets of Connecticut in his van that he dubbed his, quote, murder mobile. The name makes sense because, at the time, Howell abducted, assaulted, and murdered seven people, according to Oxygen. He buried the bodies in his, quote, garden behind a strip mall as a memorial. On trial, Howell said he could not explain his motive behind the killings, referencing a, quote, monster inside of him. I know everyone wants to know why I committed these crimes. I don't have an answer. I don't even know myself, he said at the time. In 2017, he was sentenced to 360 years in prison. Delaware Stephen Brian Pennell The state of Delaware only has one documented serial killer, Stephen Brian Pennell, or more commonly known as the Route 40 Killer. Between the years of 1987 and 1988, Pennell preyed on the sex workers who lived on Route 40. He'd pick them up in his electrician van. As the bodies began to pile up, investigators struggled to find a culprit. As for clues, all they had were the blue carpet fibers they would find on the bodies. Eventually, an undercover cop was picked up by Pennell, and she noticed his van was covered in blue carpet. The investigators had their guy, a seemingly harmless man who was a father, a husband, and an electrician. He was found guilty of murdering two of his victims. During his sentencing, Pennell bizarrely asked to be put to death. However, he never admitted to his crimes. He died of lethal injection in 1992. Part 9 Christine Falling While Florida has seen the likes of Aileen Waranos and Ted Bundy, one unknown serial killer makes this list for her brutality alone. Christine Falling became known as the Babysitter from Hell when she choked and killed five children in the early 80s, including an eight-month-old baby. She was just 19 years old when she murdered the children. She pleaded guilty and said she killed the children she babysat just to satisfy a sudden urge to choke them, according to the New York Times. She was sentenced to life in prison and is still there to this day. Georgia, the Atlanta Child Murderer Between 1979 and 1981, Atlanta was in a state of panic. Black children in the neighborhood were being targeted and murdered one by one. It became known as the Atlanta Child Murders. It is believed that Wayne Williams, a freelance photographer, may have been responsible for the murders. Wayne is in jail for two other murders and has never been tried for the Atlanta Child Murders. But there is evidence that points to him, including the fact that the fibers from his home 
and dog were found on the victims. Some believe Williams had nothing to do with these crimes and think that the police pinned them on him because they just wanted an answer. There are some who also believe that the KKK were the real murderers of these children, but the FBI found no direct link between these groups and the murders. If Williams was, in fact, the Atlanta child murderer, he would be guilty of killing nearly 30 people in total. Hawaii The Honolulu Strangler When you think of Hawaii, you think of sunny beaches and peaceful islands. In the mid-1980s, the tropical utopia was gripped with fear when five bodies were found near water. All five were women, ranging in age from 17 to 36. Each of the bodies was found with their hands tied behind their back, and some were even sexually assaulted. Police believed that the murders were the act of a serial killer, but could never find the culprit. The case remains open to this day, and the killer may still be lurking around the streets of Hawaii. Idaho Lita Southard, aka Lady Bluebird Lita Southard makes the list because she's often credited with being the first female serial killer in Idaho and sometimes even the country. In the early 1900s, Lita murdered her four former husbands, her brother-in-law, and even her own daughter by poisoning. It's believed that Lita murdered her husbands for insurance purposes. After she was caught, she was sentenced to 10 years to life in prison. After a notorious escape from prison, she later died from a heart attack. When she was found, her body was completely hairless, a side effect of exposure to arsenic. Illinois John Wayne Gacy, a.k.a. the Serial Killer Clown Dubbed the Serial Killer Clown, Gacy killed 33 boys and young men in the 70s. Since he worked as a clown performer for children's parties, he would often kill his victims while wearing the clown costume that he called Pogo the Clown. Gacy would sexually assault the boys, strangle them with rope, and then bury their bodies under his house. He was found guilty on all 33 counts of murder and was put to death in 1994. Indiana Herbert Baumeister Herbert Baumeister led a double life. He lived on a farm in Indiana with his wife of 25 years and had three children. What his wife didn't know was that Herb also cruised gay bars at night, picking up young men. Eventually, police started showing up at the Baumeister home, asking questions about missing boys. They later found 11 bodies, a mere 15 feet away from the house. As the cops circled in on him, he panicked and died by suicide without ever facing trial. Iowa Carol Edward Cole Although Carol Edward Cole's crimes were not committed in Iowa, he grew up in the state that seemingly shaped his life into a serial killer. While in Iowa, he lived with his mother, who would often beat him. There, he grew to hate his mother and women as a whole. Between 1948 and 1980, Cole strangled and killed 13 women across multiple states because, he said, 
it felt like he was killing his mother, according to the Sioux City Journal. He was found guilty and sentenced to death. He refused to appeal because, quote, it would be unbearable to stay here any longer. He was executed in 1985. Kansas. Dennis Lynn Raider, a.k.a. the BTK Killer. Dennis Lynn Raider is better known by his other name, the BTK Killer. The letters stand for Bind, Torture, Kill, and that is exactly what he did. He killed 10 people in Wichita between 1974 and 1991. What made him particularly noteworthy is the cat and mouse game he played with the authorities. At each crime scene, he would leave a clue as to who he was. At one of the scenes, he left a letter telling the authorities he cannot stop killing and gave himself the initials BTK. Apparently, those clues were a little too good because Raider was eventually caught and is currently serving 10 life sentences in prison. Kentucky Donald Harvey aka the Angel of Death Donald Harvey is better known as the Angel of Death after he confessed to a whopping 57 murders. In the 1980s, Harvey was a nurse's aide working at hospitals in Kentucky and Ohio and he killed dozens of patients using cyanide, rat poison, and arsenic. According to Harvey's former attorney, William Wallen, quote, bottom line was, Donald Harvey liked to kill. Harvey was convicted of 37 murders and sentenced to multiple life sentences. Things took a dramatic turn for Harvey in 2017 when he was beaten to death in prison. Louisiana Clementine Barnabet The story of Clementine Barnabet is one of voodoo and the occult. Barnabet killed entire families as they slept in what became known as, quote, the voodoo murders in the 1910s. 19-year-old Barnabet confessed to killing 17 people with an axe on behalf of the Church of Sacrifice. On her behalf, the other followers of the cult killed upwards of 40 people. Although she confessed, she was not put to death because she was so young. Instead, she was sentenced to life in prison. Maine John Jobert John Jobert once said that when he was young, he fantasized about killing his babysitter and eating her. In the late 70s, Jobert made his fantasies a reality when he killed three boys, strangling them and taking bites into each. Two of his kills took place in Nebraska when he worked with the Air Force, and the third happened in Maine when he abducted an 11-year-old boy who went out for a jog. According to the New York Daily News, when Jobert was caught, he said he was happy because he knew he would kill again if he wasn't. He met his fate in the electric chair on July 17, 1996. Maryland Joseph Metheny, a.k.a. The Cannibal In the 90s, Metheny would lure sex workers to his trailer before he would stab and strangle them. 
but it's what he did with their bodies that really shocked the nation. Turns out, Metheny also owned a food stand, where he would mix the human flesh of his victims with animal meat and then sell it to his customers, according to The Sun. Quote, the human body taste is very similar to pork. If you mix it together, no one can tell the difference, he told The Sun in 2015. That's how he earned his nickname, The Cannibal. He was found guilty on three murder charges and was facing the death penalty, but in 2000 it was overturned to a life sentence. He ended up dying in prison. Massachusetts The Boston Strangler Between 1962 and 1964, Boston was plagued with a serial killer. Thirteen women were killed in their own homes. There was no sign of forced entry, so police believed each victim let the murderer in voluntarily. Despite the fact that some of the women were stabbed to death, the killer earned the name the Boston Strangler. His killing sparked a panic in the small city. Albert DeSalvo confessed to all 13 murders, but his story didn't fully add up. He was eventually murdered in prison. The case of the Boston Strangler serial killer is still left unsolved. Michigan Elias Abulazam, aka the Serial Stabber He was known as the Serial Stabber because between 2009 and 2010, Elias Abulazam stabbed 18 people in Flint, Michigan. Of those 18, five people were killed. His stabbings became national news when he crossed state lines to stab even more people. Some believe his stabbings were racially motivated because the majority of his victims were African American. He was sentenced to life in prison for his crimes and remains there to this day. Minnesota Paul Michael Stephanie, aka Weepy Voiced Killer in 1982, Minnesota police received several phone calls from a man who was crying. He would call after every time he killed a person, confessing to murder. In the years to come, the weepy-voiced killer would be identified as Paul Michael Stephanie. Stephanie admitted to beating and stabbing three women between the years of 1980 and 1982. He confessed to several other murders just before dying in prison, according to the Star Tribune. Mississippi Glenn Rogers In 1955, Glenn Rogers met Linda Price at the Mississippi State Fair and they shared a drink. Eventually, they moved in together. The day before Halloween, Price, a redhead, was found dead in the bathtub, and Rogers fled the scene. Later, Rogers would be connected to two other murders of women with red hair, who were also found slain in their bathtubs. Rogers became known as the cross-country killer for killing his victims across multiple state lines. In 2012, reports surfaced that Rogers may have been the one who murdered Nicole Simpson, not O.J. Simpson, but nothing ever came of it, 
he was convicted of two murders and sentenced to death. Rogers is currently on death row. Missouri Terry Blair Terry Blair first killed his pregnant girlfriend and mother of his two children in 1982. Since then, he raped and killed at least seven other women during his time in Kansas City, Missouri. While on trial for his murders, he was described as, quote, being a cold, calculating killer determined to kill as many women who worked as sex workers as possible. He was found guilty of eight charges of first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison. Terry is not the only member of the Blair family who has a murderous past. Five other relatives, including his mother, were convicted of murder. This makes the Blair family one of the most murderous families in Missouri and possibly the country. Montana David Mirhofer. In 1973, a 7-year-old girl was abducted and strangled to death. Her killer cut up her body. That murderer turned out to be David Mirhofer, who confessed to four other murders during a four-hour interrogation. They called him a, quote, mindless monster, according to the Argus Press. Mirhofer was one of the first serial killers to be identified using the FBI's newly developed profiling system that helped catch countless other serial killers. He hung himself in jail just hours after confessing. Nebraska Charles Starkweather Technically, Charles Starkweather is a spree killer but that does not make him any less terrifying. In 1958, for two short months, Starkweather shocked the nation with his crimes. At just 19 years old, he killed 11 people. He scared everyone because he was killing people with reckless abandon at random. There was zero pattern or clear idea as to who would be next. He told authorities he started his killing spree because his parents did not approve of his girlfriend. Starkweather was found guilty of murder and was sentenced to death. He was executed in 1959. Nevada Gerald and Charlene Gallego They had a deal. Charlene would kidnap the girls and lure them in with false promises of safety. Gerald would keep them as sex slaves, ultimately killing them when he was finished. By 1980, the couple killed 10 teenagers in Nevada and California. They were given the name the Sex Slave Killers. Once caught, Charlene turned on Gerald and returned for a shorter sentence. Gerald was found guilty and was sentenced to death in both California and Nevada, but died of cancer before he was executed. Charlene got out of jail in 2013 after serving only a 16-year-long sentence. New Hampshire Terry Peter Rasmussen 
It's hard to pin down Terry Peter Rasmussen. They called him the Chameleon because he went by so many names and aliases. In New Hampshire, he was known as Bob Evans, who killed one woman and three small children. He stuffed their bodies in barrels in the woods. In California, he was known as Gordon Jensen, where he killed two other women who were mothers of his babies. The body count rose across state lines as his lists of aliases grew. Rasmussen was finally identified, but he had already died in prison where he was serving time for different charges in 2010. New Jersey Charles Edmund Cullen, aka the Angel of Death Charles Edmund Cullen was the Angel of Death killer, and he killed upwards of 40 people over his 16-year career as a nurse in New Jersey. When patients would look to him for care during their darkest times, he would respond by killing them, usually with prescription drugs. In his confession, Cullen said he believed he was doing the community a service, helping these sick patients by relieving them of their pain. During his 60 Minutes interview, he apologized for his crimes, but said, I don't know if I would have stopped. Cullen only confessed to the 40 murders, but investigators and experts believe his body count may have reached the hundreds. He was found guilty of murder and sentenced to 11 life sentences. New Mexico David Parker Ray, aka The Toy Box Killer David Parker Ray bought a $100,000 trailer. Inside the trailer, he made a personal torture chamber fitted with sex toys, handcuffs, whips, and chains. Ray would bring his victims to his chamber and torture them sexually before murdering them. Ray would often record the torture on video. He called his truck the Toy Box, so he took on the name the toy box killer. Sometimes he let the women go after torturing them. For others, he cut them into pieces and threw their bodies into lakes and ravines. He was sentenced to 224 years in prison, but died in prison of a heart attack in 2002. New York Joel Rifkin In 1933, Rifkin was pulled over by police for not having a license plate. The police were suddenly struck by a smell escaping from the trunk of his car. The smell turned out to be the decomposing body of Tiffany Bresciani. It was discovered that over four years, the Long Island killer killed 17 women, most of them being sex workers. He dismembered their bodies and disposed of the pieces all over New York. He was found guilty of killing 17 women and was sentenced to 203 years in prison, which he is still serving. In an interview with the Daily News in 2010, Rifkin said, I was surprised I did not get caught sooner. North Carolina Henry Louise Wallace, a.k.a. 
the Taco Bell Strangler. When 10 women were murdered in the mid-1990s in Charlotte, North Carolina, they all had one thing in common. They all knew Henry Louise Wallace. Each of the women was friends with Wallace's girlfriend or worked with him, and each had his name in their phone books. Wallace even attended some of their funerals. During his confession, he explained how he strangled each of his victims to death and disposed of their bodies in lakes or near railroad tracks. He is currently on death row, waiting to fulfill his death sentence. North Dakota Eugene Butler Eugene Butler was declared mentally insane in 1906 and died in an asylum a few years later. Two years after his death, a small town in North Dakota learned that Butler may have been a serial killer. While excavating his former home, they found the bodies of six boys and young men buried under his floorboards. They were between the ages of 15 and 18. Each of the victims were murdered due to a blow to the back of their heads. Unfortunately, the motive for the murders was never discovered. Ohio Sean Great In 2016, police received a 911 call just outside of Columbus, Ohio. The woman calling said that she had been kidnapped. When police arrived at the home, the place was filled with garbage from the floor to the ceiling. The smell of decay was overwhelming. Police found a strangled woman's body hiding under a pile of clothes. A second victim was found decomposing in the basement. Sean Great was taken out of the home in handcuffs and later confessed to killing five women. Great was found guilty and sentenced to death in 2018. Oklahoma Nanny Doss Despite killing 11 of her own family members, Nanny Doss never broke a smile and was nicknamed the Giggly Granny. Some papers even described her as more of a cartoon character more than a serial killer. By the time she stopped her brutal reign over her family in the late 50s, she had murdered four of her husbands, one of her mother-in-laws, her two sisters, her grandson, her nephew, two of her own children, and even her own mother. Using poison, she killed every family member that she had a disagreement with. Doss was sentenced to life in prison and died in 1965. Oregon Randall Woodfield In 1974, Randall Woodfield was drafted into the NFL to play for the Green Bay Packers. What the NFL did not know was they had just drafted one of America's deadliest serial killers. Woodfield didn't become well-known as a football player. Instead, he was known as the I-5 killer after he murdered over 40 people along the interstate of Oregon State in the early 80s. He would rob, sexually assault, and kill his victims. His preferred method? Having his victim lay down and shooting them in the back of the head. He is currently serving a life sentence.
Pennsylvania. Harvey Robinson Harvey Robinson is known for being one of the youngest serial killers reported in the United States. At just 17 years old, Robinson attacked and raped five women, killing three of them, the morning call reports. In some cases, he would break into the victim's home. One of the more brutal cases was when he broke into a five-year-old girl's home, raped and strangled her. She survived the attack. Robinson was sentenced to death and remains on death row to this day. Rhode Island Craig Price, a.k.a. The Warwick Slasher Although Harvey Robinson is known for being the youngest serial killer, Craig Price from Rhode Island was even younger. An article in the Boston Globe said it best, quote, He stabbed four of his neighbors to death in their own homes before he was old enough to drive. In 1987, he was just 13 years old when he stabbed Rebecca Spencer to death. Two years later, he killed Joan Heaton and her two daughters. Price is currently in jail after confessing to the brutal murders. Since he was a minor at the time, he has not been sentenced for those crimes. South Carolina Donald Henry Gaskins They called Donald Henry Gaskins Pee-wee. It's a silly name for such a sadistic man who took pleasure in torturing women sexually. In fact, Gaskins claimed he killed a whopping 200 hitchhikers. First, he would abduct them. Then, he would torture them. He broke their bones, bit them, and sometimes acted on his cannibalistic instincts. He was put to death in 1991. Before his execution, he even penned an autobiography called Final Truth, the Autobiography of a Serial Killer. In the book, he calls his need to kill his, quote, bothersomeness. In the book, he wrote, quote, the bothersomeness was getting worse. It was making me ache all over my body, my back, all the way down into my groin. The mere sight of a woman enraged these feelings, made them pulsate and grate in the pit of my stomach. South Dakota Robert Leroy Anderson In 1994, Amy Anderson was the only woman to escape the clutches of Robert Leroy Anderson. After pushing her car off the road, he grabbed her and pulled her into a ditch. She fought back and managed to get away. Later, Anderson would be charged with two murders, Larissa Damansky in 1994 and Piper Straley in 1996. Although he only killed two women, authorities called him a serial killer that would have killed again if he had not been stopped. He was sentenced to death. He appealed, and the South Dakota Supreme Court heard arguments about the case. Shortly after that, Anderson took his own life in prison. 
Tennessee. Paul Dennis Reed In the 90s, Paul Dennis Reed moved to Nashville to become a country music star. As he struggled to make his way into the country music scene, he took a job as a dishwasher at a local fast food restaurant. But he was fired one night in 1994, apparently setting him down a murderous path. From there, Reed went on to rob four different fast food restaurants and kill people inside. In all, he murdered seven people, becoming known as the fast food killer. He was sentenced to death, but died of pneumonia in prison in 2013. Texas Dean Coral Dean Coral is the reason your parents probably told you to never take candy from a stranger. Coral was that stranger who would lure children and teenagers into his van with the false promise of candy. In fact, he was even called the Candy Man. By 1973, Coral had killed 28 boys in Texas, just outside of Houston. He also recruited two teenage boys as accomplices to help him. Coral almost got away with the murders of almost 30 young boys because no one ever suspected him. He was a straight-laced man who worked at his mother's candy factory. But one of his accomplices, Wayne Henley, turned on Coral and shot him to death. Henley confessed and told the police about his work with Coral. He and the other accomplice are now serving their life sentence in prison. Utah Ted Bundy Ted Bundy is perhaps one of the most recognizable serial killers on the list. Although he killed women all around the country, Bundy made his way to Utah in 1974. He was attending law school at the University of Utah at the time and tricked women with his clean, preppy looks. He would often lure them in by faking an injury. He would then rape and murder them. In Utah, he murdered three women. He was sentenced to 15 years in Utah State Prison, but was extradited to Colorado. He was sentenced to death and faced the electric chair in 1989. Vermont Israel Keys When Israel Keys killed himself in prison in 2012, he took a lot of answers with him. This much was for certain. He had killed two sex workers between 2001 and 2005. But investigators believe this serial killer murdered at least 11 people around the country. Authorities also link him to a couple of murders in Burlington, Vermont. In 2011, Bill and Lawrence Courier were asleep in their home when Keyes broke in and caused a, quote, blitz attack, waking them from their sleep and dragging them to his car. He brought them to an abandoned house and shot Bill to death. After Lorraine attempted to escape, he sexually assaulted her and strangled her to death. Virginia Timothy Wilson Spencer, a.k.a. the South Side Strangler. No one knew for years who killed four women in Southern Virginia. 
They only knew the suspect as the South Side Strangler. In each of the murders, he broke into their homes, raped and sodomized them, and then strangled them with a belt or rope. DNA testing confirmed years later that Timothy Wilson Spencer was the South Side Strangler. He was found guilty of raping and killing four women and was put to death in 1994. Washington Gary Ridgway, a.k.a. The Green River Killer The Green River in Washington State became notorious because of the number of bodies that were found there in the 90s. The discovery of the corpses led to another news flash. The area had a serial killer. They nicknamed him the Green River Killer. DNA tests found that Gary Ridgway was the murderer, and he confirmed that fact by confessing to over 75 murders. Ridgway said he would kidnap runaways and sex workers along Route 99 and take them into his home. Once there, he would strangle them to death. He disposed of their bodies in the wooded areas near the Green River. He was charged with 48 murders but was able to avoid the death sentence with a plea bargain. He is still living out his life sentence to this day. West Virginia Harry F. Powers, a.k.a. The Lonely Hearts Murderer in 1927, the American Friendship Society acted as a matchmaking business. You'd pay an annual fee and receive a list of eligible lovers in your area. Harry F. Powers bought a subscription and listed an alias. The women who met with him for a date disappeared. By 1932, he killed and robbed five people, according to the New York Daily News. He was called the Lonely Hearts Murderer. He was sentenced to death and hanged in 1932. Wisconsin Ed Gein Ed Gein seems like a character out of a horror movie. It makes sense because Psycho's Norman Bates and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre were both based on this killer. When police came into his house, they found body parts all over. In fact, some of the furnishings were actually made out of body parts. He is said to have worn a mask made of the skin of one of his victims. Despite all that, he was only found guilty of one murder and was sent to a mental institution. He died of cancer in 1984. Wyoming Polly Bartlett The story of Polly Bartlett dates all the way back to 1868 and is surrounded by local lore. The story goes that Bartlett ran an inn with her family, where she is said to have poisoned the guests with arsenic and would then ditch their bodies in a local corral. Authorities found 22 bodies of men who the innkeeper had allegedly killed. Before she could stand trial for her crimes, she was shot to death, reportedly by a friend of one of the victims. Bartlett is described as Wyoming's first 
and worst serial killer. Thank you for joining me in this episode of the Nope Too Creepy podcast. If you're not doing so already, make sure you follow for more. And hey, why not give the show a rating or share it with a friend? Maybe maybe don't share this exact episode, though, unless you know your friend can handle it. <laughs> okay, thanks in advance. Until next time, everyone, this is your host, Dan David, reminding you all to stay safe out there. I'll be seeing you in the next episode. Nope.